everybody, welcome back to Me Time with me, Maya. And me, Emma. We are so happy to have you back on our season two. We hope you enjoyed our first collaborative episode last week with The Matcha Diaries. We had so much fun recording it. Today, we are here with episode two, talking all about body image. Dun, dun, dun. The big <laughs> question. Oh, Literally, that thing that... I don't know, everyone seems, honestly, seems to struggle with. I feel like it's just become, like, such a defining topic since social media becomes so, like, integrated into our lives. Yeah. And I don't know if it's, like, directly associated with that, but my guesses are that it definitely amplifies and exasperates the feelings. Yeah. I feel like society and, like, capitalism and patriarchy, they they use kind of especially like female body image as a way of um, encouraging you to buy and so when a certain uh, body type is plugged and promoted as the ideal the feminine Mm. ideal that's obviously bad and that can create issues with body image but when it's coupled with social media and your kind of feed is constantly saturated with the same type of body it just definitely amplifies a dissatisfaction with your own body A hundred percent. And also, I think it's so strange to think that we're constantly like, we're constantly aware of what everyone's up to, what all of our followers are up to. Mm. And it's just as going to be inevitable that people are going to kind of go through these ebbs and flows of self-confidence and like self-destruction during like a normal like cycle of life that it is going to ebb and flow and obviously it's all going to happen at different times but because we're constantly aware of what everyone is up to at all waking hours of the day it feels like when it feels like everyone has their shit together whilst you just absolutely don't and that's when it feels so kind of dark when everyone feels like they're in their own little world doing their own thing like really getting on with it and you're like I feel like literal shit (laughs) Mm, I know and I mean it's interesting because we did some polls and thank you to everyone who contributed to thank you thank you but 82 82 percent uh of our listeners said that social media makes their body image worse which I don't know that really like maybe not shocked but I was surprised that the number was that high I thought it might be more like 65 I don't know I just yeah, I sometimes I think social media, if you if you saturate your feed with a certain type of um, person and you know people who promote maybe body neutrality or people who don't just talk about yeah I don't know calorie counting like mm. waist size weight etc yeah then it could be beneficial um, and it can also show you that you're not the only one struggling with it but equally I don't know that's quite a small part of social media still like often. It is the models and, I don't know, the all that. That just makes it worse. Well, I read this, like, amazing quote in um, Sunday Times style last week. And it was talking about how when we look at models and we kind of idolise them and, like, the figure that, that they have as the figure we want, like, their body is their, like, literal source of income. Like, their body is their mm. profession. So why yeah. would we be comparing ourselves to someone whose like body is literally like their industry whereas if you're a writer or a doctor or like all these other um career paths like you don't need to be giving yourself kind of the same restricted regimented 
um, routines that they do in order mm. to achieve that body because that's their job that they need to look like that but it's just so yeah. interesting how that's been so kind of institutionalized to be like the normal and like what everyone yeah. is like this like the perfect body that everyone's striving for but I, I also think it's a shame that like that is what they have to do to like I yeah. wish you know the the perf the quote-unquote perfect body or the body that we saw um in the media was just a normal like body like a body that people don't have to restrict eating for and don't have to over exercise for mm. people women can menstruate with like all this like I wish that was the norm rather than people having to perfectly kind of curate their body into like a shape and a size and a weight that isn't actually normal for them yeah I just think it's so interesting how that has become the mm. shape that like like where did that even originate from like that model body like the fact that yeah, or yeah. very few I mean, people or very do. yeah very small yeah people. looks like that comfortably you know and so and but then you've got like the average everyday person striving to get that body this unrealistic yeah. um kind of figure yeah and then you know brands use that those models and kind of though with that one percent or less of like body type um and they use it to sell you products because you think oh you know if I use this brand of makeup or this brand mm. of clothing then I will look like that so I guess I'll just buy that and then and then obviously you don't look like that because you can't like no matter what you do no matter what you buy you never will look like that yeah. and that is why they choose that body type because it creates this constant vicious cycle of wanting, buying, striving, and then failing. Yeah. Do you, just going back to social media, do you find, Em, that you, that your social media is a place when you go that it makes your body image feel better? Do you find that you follow, have you been, like, conscientious about who you follow in that regard? It's really hard because sometimes I go on social media and I'll, you know, if I'm having, say, a bad body image day, like I might mm. go on social media and search up a specific hashtag. Like, I think there's one called like normalize normal bodies. Um, mm. And I search it up and I just scroll through that and I see all these people with bodies of all different shapes, colors, sizes. Um, and I just think, wow, like, okay, you know, my body is also valid, but yeah. I don't do that that often. And more than more often than not, I'll just be scrolling and, it, you know whether it's on you know my personal account or my blog or whatever like there will be these bodies that I'm just like oh my god they look amazing in that top and like but I never could because I don't have that hourglass figure like I don't have the curves that they have or whatever and so I just then start to kind of criticize myself and that's where it can be dangerous because it's you know I'm doing fine and then I'll see someone and I'll just be like they have a better body than me like why mm. can't I look like that and it's things that I literally can't change like I've had an eating disorder I've been at a weight so low but like I still didn't achieve that body type so, do you know what I mean like yeah. there are certain things you can't change about like your bone structure um like no matter how much you restrict or how much you exercise you just won't get that shape yeah yeah I think that's I think it's the coming to terms with it that sometimes is kind of mm. too difficult um, oh definitely um but what about you like what do you find with social media I find that so on the poll I responded to and I said worse because I find that when I'm having a bad body image day like it usually tends to be the day where I either have my period or mm. um like PMS or just ar around those weeks so usually I don't really want to be doing anything 
like active anyway and like it's quite hard to get myself out of bed so usually I'm on my phone which obviously doesn't help anything Mm. because obviously going through social media then I just like kind of go through my explore page and I'll just see people like not even like a specific body shape but just like in a fun outfit like nice pictures or just like out and about and I just think oh that's just exactly what I want to be like why can't I look Mm. like that why can't I feel like that and sometimes it's as much as like the outside look as the inside feeling like the feeling exactly yeah. like I you know everyone says that Instagram is like the highlight reel of your life not the actual reel mm. so I, and you just want to cement yourself into that like highlight reel of this like amazing photo of whatever's going on like someone yeah. with their friends or whatever so I find it I find it really hard in that way but I also get myself into such a cycle where I will just keep scrolling and keep looking and I will make it worse to the point yeah. where it usually like I usually have to go like to go to bed in like a really bad mood and then wake up and mm-hmm. kind of shake myself out of it yeah um which no, is I, re- I haven't really found like a way that like I know social media doesn't help but I haven't found a way to be able to distance myself mm. from that yet I think I feel like at the end we can definitely share some tips mm. but with with that um what I would say is that so when I look at photos of people and I think wow they look amazing like their skin is glowing their smile is so radiant like their body looks amazing or Mm. you know that outfit is so fun I think I don't actually I know how they look I don't know how they feel at that time of the photo they could be feeling so insecure in that like when the photo is taken they could have even been feeling insecure posting it because I I know I sometimes do and so me too exactly so I just try and tell myself you know they are not some icon that has zero feelings or that doesn't struggle with body image you know um because you know in fact 97 percent of our listeners who respond to the polls said they struggle with body image only one person said they didn't um which is crazy and so I just think you know I try and say to myself I can't just look at them and put them on a pedestal and think, wow, they're amazing or whatever, because they might have been struggling too. Like, I just don't know. Yeah. I mean, that feels like a real, real, like, rational approach. Like, it's, I think that's a really, like, healthy way of looking at it. Do you think that that's come from your experience? Have you, like, developed this kind of, like, rationality over time to be able to kind of distance yourself from it and recognise that maybe it's not all it's cracked up to be? Mm. Yeah, so... Well, if I just give a little bit of background, like give a little bit of a context, like, yeah, a little bit of context. Um, so obviously, I did have an eating disorder when I was like twelve, thirteen, um, fourteen-ish, and then so that did impact like my body image, and mm. or my body image played into it because you know I would look at myself in the mirror and think I was enormous when I look back at photos now and I was you know stick thin. So mm. for, like I've I've often or like historically have struggled with like body image and body dysmorphia um, and like been unable to see my body as it truly is. But Do you, do you if you don't mind me asking, do you know yeah. why that kind of originated in the first place? I, I feel like there were so many things. Mm. Um, I had really low self-worth, like I struggled not with bullying, but just like really complicated friendships and mm. like, you know, end of kind of, prep school just was not a good time um and so I just I used sport as kind of like my outlet and then I went a bit crazy and did too much didn't increase what I ate so that's where the weight started falling off and then I started to enjoy how I looked and also I think just the feeling of kind of control it gave me Mm. um because I felt so out of control everywhere else um so that's probably where it stemmed from like I don't think 
my body image was what caused it but then it it started playing into it and Mm. then I couldn't I couldn't see myself any other way um but I think what over the years like really helped me is coming to this realization that I would I'll look back at photos and I'll think wow I looked amazing but I know at the time I felt so insecure Mm. and and at the time I hated the photo. And so I'm always thinking to myself, will I in three years time look back at a photo of me today when I felt like bad about my body and think, wow, I wish I had that body now or like I looked amazing. Mm. And and so I don't want to always be living in this constant cycle of being unsatisfied and only satisfied with it when it's no longer mine. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I yeah. totally, totally relate to that completely. I have had like, eating issues like with food Mm. but mine started for me kind of where I remember it was about 15 when I was just starting to transition from stopping doing competitive swimming and doing dance Mm -hmm. instead so I thought that because I wasn't doing as much intense exercise as I thought at the time that I had to kind of restrict my food yeah to you know to make up for the fact yeah yeah (laughs) you'll do that yeah exactly so which is obviously really sad like I'm not minimizing that at all um and it's obviously so good you can recognize that now but it's so scary how common that is yeah it is and I think you're going through probably one of the most like I got my period at 15 so you're Mm kind of going through these like really crucial times and these are the times where you decide to you know restrict your body when it needs all the nutrients that it it can get exactly yeah and I I totally agree. I look back on pictures now when I was 15 and I thought, I, you know, I needed to restrict what I was eating. And I was honestly, like, so thin. And I look back yeah. on it thinking, like, how could this girl have looked in the mirror and thought that... And, like, been unhappy with her body. Like, she's so thin. She just needs, like, a plate of food. Like Exactly. It's... Like, oh, I know. I just... I, I don't get it, but equally, I do. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, because... I try it's, it's interesting like if we if we go to the period thing just for a second mm. because you say you're kind of should we, we can say like disordered eating rather than like yeah anything else like might have started similar time that you got your period well yeah. mine did too like I got my period when I was 12 did you and yeah and you know at the time it didn't cross my mind at all that it might have been a contributing factor but now I look back and I think you know that's when I got it and within the year is also when I start when my restrictive eating habits started and like my bad body image and everything and yeah I don't know like is is this a scientific thing is it hormonal as well or is it also I or is it just a coincidence like I don't know I hadn't even I had not even thought about that in the slightest as a connection mm. but now that I you think look, there's a pattern yeah well I guess now you look back on it if you think like the way you feel before your period mm. like getting that for the first time I imagine yeah. it's quite a scary feeling especially if you're going through other insecurities and other changes at the time you can't quite distance it as like what it is because like, obviously now yeah. you'll recognize your PMS and like I know I get like I feel really really bloated like right before my yeah, period and like <laughs> everything feels like a bit like tighter yeah. on me and I'm like this is horrible but it's gonna pass I but I guess for the first time you feel like that you just think it's like you you don't actually think it's like your mm. body and your hormones doing their yeah. thing that's so interesting. Yeah. And also, um, well, I mean, A, I still forget that PMS is a thing. Because yeah. I, like, I didn't get my 
because I stopped my period, like I got no period when I had my eating disorder and then I sporadically had a few over the years but never properly got my cycle back until a year ago or almost a year ago. So I still forget that like PMS is a thing and like, you know, I'll have an awful headache for a week and backache and I'll be like, what is wrong with me? And then Mm. suddenly it comes and I'm like, oh right, that makes sense. But I also wonder if, you know, the fact of like bleeding and, you know, I hated it and some you know I get it and I'm like relieved I've got it but then I'm like oh god here we go like five days of bleeding like oh whatever and I wonder if for a lot of girls they might subconsciously try and like push away from becoming a woman and like passing through that stage. To be honest I really don't think that when you do have like um your like PSHE lessons like sex ed at school I really don't think that PMS is stressed like enough like I don't think that it's like like your body really is as they say like preparing to be a woman like preparing to have children Mm. so it's obviously going to be like enormous changes I really think there should be more pressure placed upon like how you're going to feel like the week before or the fact that it's more than just like a five to ten days kind of thing or whatever Mm. they they say at school oh 100% also they they talk about okay listeners sorry we're gonna get back onto the topic but this is relevant like they talk about this 28 day cycle as if it's you know the it's the norm but like Mm. so many people have like five week cycles or three week cycles um you know so I I have like PMS for 10 days and then sometimes I bleed for quite a long time and then I still feel a bit meh for like a few days after because I've lost so much blood so Mm. you know it really is like it takes such a toll on your body and no wonder when you're feeling that vulnerable, like you're gonna start to internalize it and think, oh, I look awful or like, I don't know, my body doesn't, you know, my body's too big or whatever. I think like when I first, like when I first had that feeling, I was like, oh my God, like what is going on? Like this feels horrible. I know, And then like, And you're like, and then I have to remind myself like when I'm going through it, especially like recently, just to be like, hate your period, like your period's on its way, like Mm. it's fine. But it's like, I imagine having that for the first time, like is so scary and probably really did Mm. contribute actually. And I've just never really correlated the two ages. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Um, The only reason I like, correlated the ages was because like when I went to see I think it was like a nutritionist or dietitian when I was getting my periods back and we basically went over the whole timeline of like disordered eating and everything and she was like oh like you know making all these links and she was like you know we can't say causation or whatever but there's definitely a correlation or I can't remember exactly what the words were yeah um but yeah it is really interesting um but 76 percent of our followers who menstruate said that their menstrual cycle affects their body image negatively yeah I see I yeah I really think there's more in it and it's never really spoken about as like a correlation Mm. to body image because I still think there's like a weird stigma around speaking about your periods like online or speaking about your periods like in any conversation so yeah if if you don't mind me asking I you know when you kind of were getting because obviously it took you a while for your periods to get back yes when you kind of were feeling more confident in yourself and like you were not over your eating disorder but like it was improving did you find that your body image like like positive body image was Mm. kind of more constant when you didn't have a period um does that make sense uh, yes no that does make sense I would say so I like recovered from my eating disorder when I was like 14 15 and Mm. then I had a period of being pretty okay um the periods were like not regular but I had a few and then before university um 
like interrailing, I, I lost quite a lot of weight and that was kind of, that was unintentional. I think it was, you know, just like three and a half weeks of being so busy, like moving mm. around, whatever. But I look back at the photos now and I'm like, wow, I was gaunt. And then, and then I found the putting on, cause I couldn't come to terms with the fact that I had lost weight. Yeah. Like the putting on the weight was quite hard. So my body image was fine because I, I knew I was skinny and I was like, happy with that that sounds awful but I that that was the truth I was happy with that and it was only when I kept getting injured from running um that I kind of had to take a step back and be like this is because you know I'm not eating enough because I'm underweight like things like that and that's kind of when my body image got worse because I had to put on weight and I knew I had to but that I did find hard um but I mean that was in first year uni last summer or like around this time last year I stopped sport for two months to fully basically just get my menstrual cycle back and kind of kickstart the whole process um, mm. and it worked and my body image was actually really great in those eight weeks that I did no sport really yeah I think I just I had enough of you know not fueling my body right and not not treating it right and not being grateful towards it for everything that it lets me do mm. and it was it was so refreshing um and it honestly, oh, I had such confidence. Like, I felt great. It's not that I'm not now, but I think now I just have, like most people, I think, just a bit more of like, some days I'm, you know, happy with how I look. Other days I'm a bit more like, meh, I don't act on it, but I'm just a bit, I'd, I'd rather not wear a crop top today. Do you, mm, do you know what I mean? Yeah. Um, I mean, I think yeah. it's interesting. Body dissatisfaction is kind of just like this constant state that we kind of live in. And I think yeah, it's something that, is probably not spoken about like because I feel like it either goes from like quite a normal like relationship with food which I'm not really sure if many people do have against no, like I I don't think versus many like people have <laughs> yeah like versus like an eating disorder I feel like no one it either jumps between the two extremes yeah. and no one ever addresses the fact that everyone's kind of in this state of body dissatisfaction like yeah. feeling just feeling like a bit like some days like you say feeling great other days feeling really really shit yeah but I think no, 100% and obviously I feel feel like it's obviously a big difference if you obviously don't act on it but there I think there are definitely days where I wake up with like bad body image and I'll mm. and I, I will restrict myself like not like intentionally but like it will yeah, just happen but you do yeah. yeah because you'll be like oh I'm just gonna like miss that just because I feel mm. like oh like I feel bloated like I, I don't want it or whatever. yeah yeah you create how you perceive your body to like your appetite and what you mm. think you need yeah um, I mean and I th- sometimes your appetite does change like that is fair enough but it's about kind of knowing yourself and knowing actually do I actually like do I want that or am mm. I saying I don't want that just because I think I like I feel um I don't want to use fat but like that's how you kind of perceive yourself yeah you know I know 100% and I think like that's the thing that I find really hard like have found like in the past year is the fact that when we've been in lockdown especially I don't know how you found it but this idea of having to like having to eat three meals when you have been so like used to being really busy Mm. and now you're suddenly having three meals and you're not doing you're not moving and you're not moving around and I think it's taken me a while to come to terms with the fact that appetite does change and some days obviously you'll wake up hungrier than others Mm. and like like responding to that so like giving myself more food on those days that I feel hungrier because I think I'm one of these people that's so kind of used to routine like I pretty much have the same breakfast every day same lunch 
And so I think yeah. it's sometimes quite hard to, if I wake up feeling hungrier, to kind of get out that routine and be like, oh, hang on, you need more breakfast. Yeah, exactly. I think I think we've forgotten to like listen to our hunger cues. Yeah. And like we forgot to when we learnt that certain body types are rewarded and others are kind of criticised. Um, and when we realised that we could either like fit, like we might, and I know there's also thin privilege. Like I want to just fully acknowledge that I I I do benefit from that. Like we both do, even yeah. if we don't see ourselves as thin, like we we benefit from that privilege. So I appreciate that it might to some listeners sound kind of easy for me to say, but like you can either think, oh, well I can restrict my eating and or, or do more sport and fit into a socially accepted body type um, or I can not and then, and then, you know, face the consequences. So often that is why people eat the way they do and do the sport they do. And it's not for enjoyment or, or health. It's literally just to fit that body image. Mm. And I, yeah, absolutely. And I think you're so right with addressing thin privilege because mm. like we say, these, mo- these model types or like even just the kind of what society perceived as like a normalized body like for some people, like you say, we're really lucky because we, you know, we we benefit from that. But there are like yeah. people that they won't be able to fit into this um, mm, kind of exactly un- like their brain unquote. structure, their body exactly. Yeah, like this normalized body image, they won't be able to fit into it. Like you say, because of their bone structure, because of so mm. many reasons, genetics, like yeah. so many things, and yeah. yet in a society where like really thin bodies are probably like less normal than any other body body type yeah I know well that's that's what I find crazy is that like you know uh recently obesity has been on the rise and you know fast food and lots of things are kind of you know quote unquote to blame have have caused this but also eating disorders are on such a a high as well and I don't know like body image is so distorted like body dysmorphia is so common now um and for anyone who doesn't know, like body dysmorphia is just having a distorted perception of your body, usually negative one. Um, and so it, like, it's just crazy. There are these two polar opposite things happening. And I just, there's no kind of, there's no happy medium. Like there's no, there's nothing in, in the middle, you know? I think it really frustrates me. The fact that this like quote unquote normalized body is associated with health. And that's where mm. I think that the, like the deep rooted yes. issues lie because this normalized body is pictures like the epitome of health whereas Mm. there are so many people that don't fit into that and are like working out and healthy and you know eat really well and are happy and are happy and it's so hard that you have to kind of be the one to you know come to terms with that and find your own happiness outside Mm. of this like societal mold in order you know for your for you to feel comfortable with your body yeah no I I found that really hard to come to terms with actually because for the longest time, you know, I also, clothes really impacted my body image and mm. and so then my eating and my exercising as well. And, you know, I thought, well, I'm small in height, you know, I'm five foot or five foot and a half, like whatever, um, not five foot and a half, but like five foot point, like half an inch, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, and so I would always be like, well, I'm small in height, so I must be, I must wear the smallest sizes of clothes like I need to be a six I I can't be anything bigger than that because where's the logic in that but my like my body is just like my waist is just not 
meant for, for a lot of those clothes. Like I don't have an hourglass. Like I have a cereal box <laughs> figure. That yeah. is, it's, it's either called the athlete body type or the cereal box figure, you know, <laughs> they're both the same thing. So take what you will. I'll call it the athlete body type. Um, <laughs> but I, for the longest time thought if I could just lose that bit of weight, I would have the hourglass figure and like my waist would cinch in and you know, whatever, but I can't. And, and that's, that took me ages to come to terms with it. But I thought if I didn't have that, then I couldn't be healthy. But that's just so wrong. Yeah, and I think it's physically impossible for, mm. you know, you to kind of, like, for anyone to fit into, like, a category of what they think their body should look like because it yeah. doesn't exist. No. And that's why I think, like, clothes, I think it's so interesting that you talk about clothes because, like, I think that female fashion, and I don't know, this. I obviously can't talk about men's fashion, is the worst for sizing yeah. and consistency so of sizing and it's Ugh, really it triggering angry it is it really is um I like I wrote an article about it actually for the student um and I mean it was crazy but there's I mean there's a been a rise in vanity sizing so brands making their small sizes bigger so more people will fit into say an eight or a six and then feel better about themselves and so and then buy at that brand more um that's oh like God. where the logic comes from yeah I know and it's but it works because like for example Topshop I call them comfy sizing like I can fit into a smaller size of theirs that I wouldn't be able to fit into in another brand and then I it's it's so bad but I feel better about myself you know yeah because I'm a part some small part of me is like oh well you know great like I'm this number um that makes me I don't know not better but like feel better about myself yeah um, and then also lots of brands within within a brand like a waist size for say a size 10 could vary two inches either side which i just think is where is the logic that is crazy there was a picture that was going around instagram the other day and it was kind of showing all the size 12 jeans that Mm. um from like i think six different shops and the size difference was just ludicrous like honestly like, like some like literally like four inches like either side it's just crazy to me that this hasn't been like addressed yet. Like I don't understand why mm. there's not like there must be some kind of board that's like kind of governing. Yes. Like I don't know, like an HR board in fashion, surely. Literally. Because they need to be held accountable. They, they need do. to have like standardized sizing or something. And I don't know. Well, I mean, surely, surely, like a size twelve is a size twelve. Like I, I've I've never known anything that's like size 12 then you have to write the measurements down because it's so different because it's not always a size 12 like either measure everything in like inches and have like the sizes Mm. or the centimeters on there of waist and length and actually make them that size because also sometimes I find with say urban outfitters which do it on inches for leg length and waist for like jeans they'll say it's something and then it's way tighter or way looser and I'm like well where's the logic in that yeah I agree I agree and also Mm. I think it's weird because obviously you have different fits of like different trousers, different jeans, different t-shirts. So you're trying to kind of like nothing is ever, like I wish there was just like no sizing and it was just had like the clothes had like the measurements on it. So like you knew and you could go and just be like, well, this is what I am. And you'd be able to get it because it's just, it's, it's really triggering. And I remember you talking to me in lockdown about it, just saying how like, especially online shopping as well. Yeah, you can't... so hard. Well, exactly, you, you yeah. don't know. You're buying based off of what you think you are generally. And if that mm. comes smaller or bigger, then you're going to be left with those consequences. And I just think it's so yeah. silly. It is so silly. Um, 
and I just I I don't know how the brands can get away with it and then I mean there's also the fact that we kind of touched on it with periods but like I feel like women go through a puberty that lasts quite a long time. Yeah. You know, if you just, you, your body is still changing, say, from 18 to, like, 25. Um, you know, between the teen and actual, like, adulthood, it, it changes. And, you know, I don't know, like, my thighs have got, got bigger and, like, you know, parts of me have changed that mean that some clothes, it's not even the waist at this point, it's just they'll feel tight because, I, like, I am becoming, like, my adult body. And, like, that's mm. fine, but as soon as clothes feel tighter suddenly my confidence just plummets and I'm like oh god like I look gross or I feel gross or whatever I think that's really interesting you mentioned clothes because I'm not sure if we mentioned it yet but the poll that we put up Mm. about saying if clothes affect your body image 92% of people said that they do so I really like I totally agree with that especially with like the length of um like puberty as well because like Mm. we are literally developing into women like like to bear As children <laughs> well, exactly yeah. and, like, that process happens over such a long period of time and yeah people are getting their periods at completely different times so everyone is changing at different periods I remember when I was growing up I was like so small and I was like so self-conscious mm. about like my height and yeah. then suddenly but because like I I like the people who I was going to school with that had their period and I was like three years away from starting mine mm. so your yeah. body's going through completely different things and you say a, a pair of jeans that fit you two years ago might not fit you now but that's just because your body's like finding its shape it's obviously going to yeah. change like we're constantly like your body's meant to like keep changing till you're 21 so and probably further yeah, and on I beyond think, that yeah I think it it changes like further exactly further beyond that and no one really talks about that like I actually wrote a blog post about this I think last week maybe the week before um about like the body changes that no one really tells you about mm. and it's you then have to like I then find myself googling these things I'm like is this normal or like yeah. I'll message my friends and we'll have convos and that my friends will be like oh yeah that's normal or like I struggle with that too and I'm like oh like why does everyone struggle like why do we not talk about this you know everyone's struggling silently and silently suffering and no one's speaking up about it but I mean I remember one of my friends who I look at and I'm like wow you look amazing she she was like oh yeah I have this like big bump like over my my womb um and I don't really like it but it's just part of me and I was like a I've never noticed that and b I have that too like everyone basically who who menstruates has that because it's like a layer of protection for if you do have a baby like that is literally the the uh function it like carries out but no one really speaks about that yeah I know I read that the other day on like um I, somewhere I read an article about it and mm. that's never flagged up that the fact that no. that like that bit of like that bump actually for protection like no yeah. one ever speaks about that which I just mm. think is like like you say all these things that we're not told like I mean what else did you find out when you were um writing your blog post I mean just speaking about that bump all those YouTube videos which say like um low like ab workout to reduce lower body fat and it's aimed at that bump and it's like you can't lose that bump unless you were severely underweight like sorry guys you just can't um and but the reason why so many models don't have it is because like they are underweight like they they aren't menstruating and you know menstruation is normal like for for 90 plus very high percentage of uh, people with uteruses it is like normal Mm. and should be normalized um but i mean what else i mean stretch marks like other things like that cellulite those are all like 
I'm I'm 20 and I like I get cellulite like I have stretch marks and I always thought that was something you get when you were like 70 you know yeah and also um, I, <laughs> I saw like the science behind it and it's because like female and male fat molecules are shaped differently mm. so like yes exactly it obviously means that we're gonna have um like so, like we're more prone to cellulite but no one ever yeah. speaks about that no and then it's just airbrushed on social media and smooth so you don't see it and yeah. so you're like well I'm abnormal <laughs> I also think it's um really important to bring up the fact that they, these are from cisgender of body image norms yeah. that I can't even imagine how trans bodies and their body image um is affected especially yeah. considering that their bodies are they're rejected un- by society yeah rejected so there's, I think it's that there's so many layers to it, and I don't think yeah. like it's a topic. It's like oh, body, like oh, I'm having like a bod, bod, bad body image day, and it's just kind of like oh, like you're, like you'll get over it, and it's rarely kind of flagged up, brought into mm. as much light. Like it's obviously gotten better, like with like the whole body positivity movement, but I think there is mm. still so much further to go. Yeah, uh, in terms I mean, of pushing the conversation. Speaking about body positivity, I want to, I don't know, maybe kind of be a bit devil's advocate here, but I don't necessarily think it's the best thing. And like, hear me out here. I think it's great if you can love your body at all sizes, but Mm. most people with body positivity kind of invest love and energy into the body they have right now. And so when it changes, their body image suddenly plummets. And that's where I think the like issue lies and so body neutrality is like a movement has kind of uh, risen recently and over the past year or so and it's basically this idea that you can't like you shouldn't kind of obsess with your body and its size and its shape and you should be able to have more of a neutral um like image of yourself and less of like an emotional investment in the size because it will fluctuate so you know, you've got to strip away the hate and all that and the self-criticism, but not kind of inject or like force yourself to try and love parts of you that you might never love. You know, you've got to come to terms with that. You might never love them. But if you can stop hating them and just focus on what your body does for you rather than how it looks, then I think healthier relationships with our bodies can be achieved. That's, see, I hadn't even heard of body neutrality as a movement. Mm. So that's how like not on my radar it is yeah but I think that's I don't think it's on many people's radar I think that's really fascinating about kind of body positivity in the sense like you say like loving your body now but how will Mm. that how will that change when your body then changes again and like bodies are gonna change like you're reacting to climate changes you're reacting to physical changes like there's so many external factors that are going to impact what your body looks like Mm. and I think that's why I I think that body neutrality is a really interesting concept yeah I when I first came across the subject um or like the idea of body neutrality I was a bit like oh isn't that just a glorified way of saying you don't like your body basically that's what I thought it was Mm. but then I really got into it and researched it and read up about it and I was like wow so you know, and it made so much sense to me because I was like, I'm no longer placing so much value and worth into how I look. I'm just, you know, I, I don't have to do that. I don't have to love myself to be at peace with my body. Um, and I think that's that's like a really key thing. I mean, I think, I think that's quite a refreshing take in the sense that you find peace in that statement itself. Because I think there is yeah. so much of kind of like our self-worth is built upon how we look or how we look in comparison to other people especially so to being able to kind of removing the importance of like yeah how you look 
from like your self value I think I've kind of got Mm. the right lines on that sense yeah you have then I think that there's so much freedom that can be found in that yeah definitely um and then it means you no longer kind of dissect everything about you and also you never you don't no longer question you know everything you eat or like all the sport you do or the step count or whatever you no longer think oh this all has to align so I maintain this body you can start to be and this has really helped me in lockdown because you know I also my step count has has gone way down you know Mm. or I'm no longer as like active as I used to be just in terms of being busy and seeing people and walking or whatever and so just making you know thinking well you know maybe I'll put on a little bit of weight now but like my body will adapt my metabolism will change to like accommodate that um it it doesn't really matter because when I am busy again my body's gonna adapt again like yeah yeah I just it's 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 some of a human aversion to like how we look and then changes to kind of like a normalized perception of how a body should look Mm. and I think there is so much unlearning to do around that so much and I Mm. think it's really upsetting that eating disorders have skyrocketed during um the pandemic and kind of body dysmorphia has increased as well which like Mm. I'm not surprised like it's like it's been a hard year but I think it's yeah society needs to be aware of the fact that that has happened and kind of make like sufficient changes like it needs to be put into education more we Mm. need like the education needs to kind of catch up to all of these new findings yeah of like body image and how people are expressing themselves and there just needs to be kind of like a a revolution to kind of the education system to accommodate all of these issues totally totally um and like I mean just quickly going back to the period thing I feel like we're obsessed with periods but it's important like <laughs> it is. I didn't know until I was like 18 until I was in first year of university that having periods was not just like you know part of the reproductive system it was like key to female health you know the hormones estrogen so key for bone health otherwise that's mm. how you get like osteoporosis osteopenia like it's that's why I kept getting injured that's why I was getting stress fractures and that's why so many people who do sport and who say lose their menstrual cycle that's why they can get into injury cycles because because of that link I didn't know about that I did not know that the menstrual cycle was key to health I I didn't know that like these things aren't spoken about see exactly why isn't that taught at school yeah like you're just kind of you it's just in the sense of oh like you need your period because like to Mm -hmm. have a baby but no exactly like it's key to like us staying healthy and I think it's just Mm. one of these things where it's like female issues are just kind of like pushed under the rug and it's like well you know you've got to have this because you've got to have a child but actually no you need to menstruate for xyz and these hormones are going to do these things and Mm. they're going to bring you so much benefit and there's actually a massive issue that because I think like there's some sort of like odd gratification that can sometimes come out of losing your period because it means you're not eating enough which means you know you're losing weight but for a lot of people it's a comfort blanket like oh I know I can't be fat I can't be overweight because I don't have my period exactly and hand on heart I've been there so I know it's a thing (laughs) yeah yeah no absolutely no me too like you say we're meant to menstruate that's what that's what we're meant to do that's how our hormones to have kids exactly no like when I was younger I was always like well I'm 13 I'm 14 or like I'm I'm 17 I don't want kids yet so it's fine like it just means that I don't have them I don't have to deal with them you know um I bigged it up to be this big scary thing and it also meant like 
I like the way I look now because I'm skinnier, like all those things. And mm. because I didn't know that periods were key to health, I was just like, it's fine. I've just got rid of one inconvenience. Yeah. And I think, yeah. and I think it is because obviously when you don't have it, it's like, like it's horrible when you do get it, but obviously it's mm. crucial to go through it. But yeah. it's also that things of like you say, it's like, oh, another inconvenience, like just out of the way, like don't even have to think about yeah. it. When there are just the amount of health complications that kind of come from that and yeah. it can get really scary really quickly and then it's oh, quite hard. 100%. And it's hard to, you know, get back and it your body, as much time as it takes for your body to lose your period, it then will take just as much time for them to get back like you oh, know better than anyone. It takes so long. It takes so long to get them back, especially... I don't know, maybe we could we can like talk about this in another episode in more depth, but like I think so many people they're like they can acknowledge the fact that they need their periods back, but the act of getting them back will take years because they can't kind of come to terms with the body changes that need to take place and mm. maybe the reduction in sport and the increase in food and you know, it's 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 crazy, but I yeah. think let us know if you'd like an episode on that because I think that'd be something really, really interesting to talk about. Mm. And I don't think maybe we'll f- we could get someone on as well. Yeah, I'd yeah. love that. Yeah, um, let us know, listeners, if you'd like that too. Yes, but as always, DM us. <laughs> <laughs> I was going to say on bad days, and I know you briefly mentioned about the hashtag yes. thing. But what do you find helps? Let's get some advice in to help our listeners. Mm. What do you do when you have a bad body image day? Okay, I've got a few things. Um, I like to journal. I've really, really got into journaling over the past year Um, and journaling with prompts. I used to just do stream of consciousness, but sometimes I find that, especially when like my body image is bad, I the thought of having to just write a stream of consciousness doesn't really appeal to me. So mm. I literally just search on Google like um, journal prompts for bad body image. And I've got a few of my favorite that I will share when this episode goes live. Um, but yeah that I find really helpful to like unlearn or or like delve deeper into the why and like where I've got this feeling from and like what caused it um mm. you know even like last week I I went to M&S and I had a bra fitting um because your girl's boobs have grown <laughs> Woo! I, I know literally but I was looking in the mirror and I was like oh my god do I really look like this and I think those mirrors were weird like guys mirrors lie yeah. those mirrors honestly they were like hexagonal like all around me and I was like fucking hell do I look like this (laughs) but like yeah like just if you journal and kind of delve deeper into the why and like the where it's come from and kind of try and take things away from just my like appearance and what I think it looks like right now and then maybe also focus on what it can my body can do for me and like gratitude journal as well that that really helps um I don't know if if you like to journal as well yeah no that was one of my things like Mm. honestly I if you don't journal I know the thought of getting into journaling especially now it's like quite trendy is so daunting it's so Um, cringy as well now I'm like oh yeah like I'm hopping onto another trend but guys this is worth it honestly it's so much like you do so much inner work and I think having like even done this podcast and like doing the inner work vocally when I put my pen to paper it just it makes me feel so much better when you can like write it down and I read through I've kind of been keeping a journal since beginning of March so and I read back through all of my entries yesterday and it was just amazing to kind of watch like the days like on a really it was like I wasn't feeling the best yesterday so kind of reading it back on like a bad day I realized Mm. that there there have been some really good days and that like life's natural trajectory is to kind of go through these highs and these lows 
and it is the most comforting form I think of kind of like therapy for yourself and like self-therapy and I just think that there really is so much benefit into it so if you have not started I think journal prompts prompts are a great way to go I'm uh, I'm at the moment doing it kind of like stream of consciousness sorry that's what I'm on at the moment but I do agree that some days I look at the piece of paper and it's so big and I'm like I I have no idea how to even broach what's going on in my head so I think um Em's definitely right with journal prompts I think that's a great a great way yeah um and then I guess I would also just say educate yourself like Mm. I found learning about the functions of kind of you know the the bump say over my uterus or other parts of my body like that had changed learning about those functions and the purposes that they served I found that so empowering um Mm. and it also meant that I could then if I did have a bad body image day, I could rationalize my thoughts and be like, well, I might not love how it looks or like whatever, but I know the purpose it serves. And like, I know it needs to be there. It's not, it's, it's nothing that I've done wrong. Like it's, it's literally my body. So at least knowing what it does and why it's there, I find that quite helpful. Yeah, absolutely. I think it's a, such a shame that we have to do the work, like as people who menstruate, like the, we have to do the work that's not being done in education. Um, but I do think that's so crucial and I find that any kind of books are like turning to books or turning to like articles sometimes can mm. really just be like check your sources in terms of like who you're reading yes. but can be so beneficial because then you suddenly you're like not the only person who's going through this and also reach out to your friends like mm. a problem shared is a problem halved so I know 100%. I know my bad body image days when I speak to my friends and they do the same to me it's it's a lot of like some reassurance when you can't give it to yourself yeah definitely because even if it just distracts you for an hour or two Mm. and you're then no longer thinking about your body that can be all you need sometimes to just like kind of give you a little shake and get out of that headspace absolutely I'm also a massive fan of when I'm having a bad body image days I like to do something creative so I either like to Mm. like um like write like you say when we journal or paint or Oh, I didn't know you painted. Well, I just sometimes like, you know, you like mess around with like watercolours yeah. or like just oh, anything. Oh, can you make me a watercolour? That would be so cute. <laughs> I'm not very good, but yeah. I don't care. <laughs> I can't watercolour, so you're better than me. <laughs> I like, I, I can't paint, but like my dad, um, that was his like lockdown hobby. So we've had like paints around the mm. house. So um, that's, that's always, adorable. it's always yeah. fun to do or, you know, like a film or TV show, just like anything that kind of gets you creative like whether even that if that's like making a cake and decorating a cake and then you can eat the cake on the day you you know feel up to it whatever it it may be but doing something creative yeah definitely Mm -hmm. hopefully they they help um yeah and and I just want to reiterate to our listeners like you are not alone a hundred percent there are like it's so sad that it's not spoken about like enough in like enough depth of conversation and it should just be brought mm. into education but so yeah. not alone and I know. if you've got any thoughts on this episode or you'd want to reach out we would love to hear them just in terms yeah. of like how you're feeling there's so, there's so much that we could have gone into I think talking about this yeah. so if there's any extra points of conversation please let us know because we'd be more than yeah, happy to Yeah, we can do. always do a park too. Absolutely. Yeah, I think definitely. it's such a big topic and it's something that I always enjoy talking about. So Yeah. Um, and I also just wanted to, because like, you know, obviously 97% of 
the people who responded to our polls said they struggle with body image. And so I naturally, I went on to quite a few of their pages. They were either friends or, or people that I didn't know, but say they were public. And I just looked through and I was like, oh my God, these people all look amazing. Like I would kill for their body. Mm. And they're all saying they like, they don't like their body at one time or another. And I'm just like, how sad is that? Actually, I, it brought tears to my eyes. Like some of my close friends as well said they really struggle with their body image. And I was just like, like you guys are all gorgeous. Like why? I know that shouldn't matter, but you are like, so why do we have this horrible like relationship with our bodies? I know. And I think it's just that thing that a large, large majority of people are going through it. And it's just like, as much as you go through it yourself, when you look at someone, like, you're one of your friends, you're like, there's no way, like, you can't, like, you shouldn't, and it's just... Also, the shame surrounding, like, eating disorders um, might play into it, because mm. people think, well, I don't have an eating disorder, so I can't, I can't struggle with bad body image, you know? Like, I, I can't, but... Yeah. Yeah, they're not, like, mutually exclusive things. Like, you, you, you very much can have bad body image and not have an eating disorder, like, Absolutely. trust me. Absolutely, and I think it's important to make those distinctions as well the fact that it's not always like Mm. it's not like I said it's not it doesn't run in these extremes but there's this like middle ground that is so often left behind but Mm. is incredibly vulnerable and I think like for all genders it's Mm. a point it's a kind of like a middle ground that's never spoken about so yeah if we can dig that up and get that out to to the world Mm. and remind you all that you're not alone it's important that we've had this conversation Like, do you have a win or anything you're grateful for this week? Oh, so as of tomorrow, <laughs> I finished third year and all my essays Woo! are handed in. I am so excited. It's felt like this semester has felt like a real slog in terms of yeah. mo- keeping motivation levels high, which is why this podcast has just been so great. Um, mm, but cutie. that is all done as of yeah. tomorrow. So I'm just so, I'm so excited. Oh, thank you um yeah it's I'm looking forward to the summer I hope that as things start to open up um it's yes. going to mean a lot more trips and seeing people and hopefully some seeing nice you weather. I'm so excited Ooh. Ooh. so excited watch this space guys watch this space I'm just gonna uh. say that it's gonna be, it's gonna get exciting that's all I'm gonna say it is that's, I promise all yeah. I'm gonna give out um <laughs> so yeah that's my big win of the week what about you yeah uh so my win of the week is I've journaled every day so far this week um (gasps) I know which is like usually I know I say I've journaled for the past year but I don't I'm not one of those people who's like every day or or every other day sometimes it'll be like maybe a Monday and a Tuesday and then I forget until Saturday or Sunday yeah Um, yeah yeah. whereas the past like week I've journaled every day I've really got into prompts and kind of changing it up with different prompts and sometimes just doing stream of consciousness and I've really really loved it um so yeah that's just a bit of a win really I love that I think once you find like that kind of like solitude in journaling and you feel Mm. it it's like it's it feels like you you can feel the goodness that it's doing yeah it just changes (laughs) it really just changes your life oh yeah I can't get behind that trend enough I know, I know. Um, and what's your recommendation? I'm intrigued. Oh yeah, so I found this. So obviously, since my exams are going to be all over, mm-hmm. um, I'm so excited to get back into reading stuff that's not just for my degree. So this book I found online. I'm just going to get it up. It's called 
um, Little Weirds by Jenny Slates. And Mm -hmm. um, one of um, a columnist that I love posted an extract from it on um, social media the other day. Um, But it's she just put this great like little uh, extract up just about finding love and like being loved and kind of accepting yourself before being accepted by others and so little weirds jenny slate i think it's going to be really good and i will definitely Mm -hmm. let you know how i get on with it because i've just ordered it and i'm so excited please do we want a full review absolutely (laughs) so yeah that's my recommendation what about you so mine is a film this week. Um, I feel like I do quite a lot of those. And I wouldn't even classify myself as much of like a film fanatic. But when I'm with my parents, you know, as I've said before, we have movie nights at the weekend. Oh, so, so cute. We watched St. Francis last week. Um, and it's not about religion. Um, I don't know if you've watched it. But I have It's on Netflix. Yes, it's... It's about um, a 30-something-year-old, like maybe 34-year-old woman who, you know, she's feeling a little bit kind of lost in life, like directionless or whatever, and she becomes a nanny to this girl um, who's called Frances or Franny. Um, And, you know, she's quite like a sassy, witty little... I think she's five or six, but she's Mm -hmm. very sassy and quite, like, educated um, or, like, mature for her age. And... It, it was just such a heartwarming film and like it brought me and my mum were both like in tears at the end but in like a good way um and yeah it's got it you know themes about motherhood um but also like maternity but also about you know career paths and and the bonds that you can form with people who like aren't your family um yeah it's it's really I just really recommend it oh that sounds so good oh my god I love all the wholesome vibes. I think you'll really yeah you'll really love it it's so wholesome amazing oh I'm so excited mm. I love a film recommendation thank you for that yeah. you're welcome um do you I don't know I had a challenge for our listeners I don't oh. know if you had one or... no please bring it up no okay so I want to challenge our listeners to this is gonna sound really weird but bear with me to get used to your naked body and by this I mean like just I feel like no one is like at least I'm never really naked anymore like I have my shower and then I'm like oh quickly put clothes on yeah like, you know whatever like I, I I I'm not used to seeing my body because I'm just like if I'm especially if I'm having a bad body image day I'm like I don't want to see that you know uh-huh. but I would say we need to get used to and be comfortable like just with our own bodies so whether that's just like you know after a hot bath it's like just like lying in your towel and just like cooling off and just being like you know this is who I am like this is this is where I'm at right now and just getting used to that and not cringing away anymore Mm. I feel like that that can be quite challenging like I found it hard but yeah I just wanted to challenge people to maybe try that out and see see where it takes them that's Um, a really good challenge I love that I think that's so important I don't think like you say like I'm never really like just me and my naked body anymore, mm. you know? Because, like you say, it's like, yeah. it's either clothes or like you're rushing off to do something. Or I think that's so, it's, and I think mm. it's, like you say, really important to be like, yeah. you know, this is like respect your body for the fact that exactly. it's healthy and it moves and it works and for everything that it does for you, the, yeah, all day, every day. And like, appreciate, like, often, you know, we might, we might be naked for someone else or whatever, but just being naked for you and like getting used to that and being comfortable with that, I think it's really empowering. And then it it will make you like more comfortable in your own skin. And I know summer's coming up and 
you know, people talking about bikini bodies and all that, like that can be really hard after so long covering up. So if you get used to just being by yourself and, and naked and like appreciating yourself, then it might make those kind of transitions to to crop tops or like lighter clothing a bit easier as well. Yeah, and also I think more, if you feel empowered in yourself, you'll be more comfortable in sexual relationships as well. So yeah. I think it's a Definitely. it's a crucial thing to kind of like, you know, accept accept you for who you are and like love you love your body for what it is um that was just like such a thought dump in like the best kind of way about everything Mm. so I feel like these are just like thoughts that you just keep in and like you internalize and then you just like move on when like the next wave of bad body image comes it's just yeah you rarely ever kind of get get to speak about them in such like an unmediated process so Mm, exactly um so I hope this episode has kind of spoken to you guys um and please as always let us know what you think you can follow us at me time underscore podcast and also um if you have apple Podcasts, we'd love if you could leave us a review oh yes um, yes please we we've really... got one more actually oh my god oh my god this is so exciting we love hearing from you we love hearing your reviews and your thoughts please send us a dm um interact with us on our instagram we love hearing from you And thank you once again so much for listening. We will see you next week with another brand new episode of Me Time. Um, But an exciting one as well. (laughs) Very exciting. But until then, bye for now. Goodbye. (laughs)